Welcome to Above Love. Above Love? Yeah. Okay. That's Mommy and Daddy's podcast? Uh, yeah. Okay. We love you. We love you. You love me too? Okay. okay. Stop kissing. Stop kissing. All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the eighth episode of Above Love. I'm Cody. And I'm Jasmine. And we're here for yet another episode. Um, I think we want to start this podcast off by doing a toast. Uh, We need to toast to something positive that's gone on either last week or something that we look forward to. There you go, Jasmine. This is yours. Thank you. Can you think of anything that you want to toast to? Well, I know I was mentioning earlier that I would like to toast to since this is the summer. And I know um, a lot of our neighbors that are teachers are out. But we, unfortunately, we still have to work. Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) So, but even in the midst of having to work, um, I would like to toast to trying to make this summer a fun summer, um, more mindful, more family-centered and oriented, and to just make sure that we are enjoying our days off together and just having a good time this summer. I can buy after that. What is this? Stella Rose. Stella Rose. Who put you on this, Kim? Yeah, she did. It's kind of hard for me this summer because I was just thinking about it. Um, Today, yesterday, is like a year since my mom went into the hospital for the first time. And then after that, we had like a snowball effect of different diagnoses. And, you know, so this summer is really going to be very difficult to get through as we're approaching the anniversary of mom's actual day that she died. So um, I just want to be able to just enjoy life and not take the little things for granted. Right, right, right. And we should be doing that. Um, we just need to be mindful to actually capitalize on each day and spend as much time with each other as we can, celebrating the little man and things like that too. Um, on that note, I think we should get into our first topic. This is, um, how do we, or should we take time out for each other? This was a topic that, um, was brought to my attention by one of our listeners. Um, and I think, I think it's an excellent topic to touch on. How do we, or how should we, take time out for each other? I'll let you start that one off. Well, I know before JR it was easy. Um, But with work and everything... Okay, so let me speak for the um, non-children couples. Um, I know prior to having JR, we kind of had to... Uh, discuss the things that we want to do. What What do you want to do? Um, what are your, What are your passions? What makes you happy? I love going to uh, movies that have substance, and even if it doesn't have substance, I like going to comedies, uh, comedy shows. We did a lot of R and B shows. Uh, just doing things that you both enjoy and something that you guys can get out of. And I wouldn't really. Uh, and this goes for 
couples that have children too, when you do go out, especially when you have kids, it's hard to take that time for each other. So when you get that time, um, I would spend that time talking because a lot of us who have children, we don't get to really talk about a lot of things that we would like to talk about because our children are always around. We may not want our children to hear every single thing that we discuss. So especially if you don't have that time, I would pick things to do that you can communicate. And there's a lot of stuff out there like team building. Um, that's probably really good, especially for couples who haven't been out in a while. And taking that time, I believe it's easy, easier than what we think. Sometimes as human beings, we complicate issues a little bit to the extreme because, you know, before we had JR, Cody, can you agree to this? We said we didn't have time for anything until we had him and it was like, oh my God, all this time we had. Yeah, we definitely took time uh, for granted because, I mean, now we literally don't have time for anything else uh, outside of our normal duties as far as, you know, in the relationship, uh, as a parent, uh, work, extracurricular activities, like it's, it's really a lot now. And so now you can actually see how much time you actually wasted saying you don't have time. That's basically all that was. Um, I'll also chime in and say we also should take more time out to, for each other. Uh, we say going to the movies and stuff like that, but we, we, I mean, when was the last time we went to the movies? Just you and I. I mean, because we've gone a couple of times for Avengers, Avengers, sorry. Um, and we saw Black Panther, but, you know, both of those were with uh, JR. I can't remember the last time we went, you know, just us two, which, you know, that. Yeah, we did go um, with just us two because I took a picture. But I can't remember what movie oh, that yeah. was. That, uh, okay, yeah, that was earlier this year. Uh, yeah, but see, we're what all the way. What movie was that? What movie was it? Uh, oh, it was um, with the uh, Taraji P, the Tyler Perry movie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, I remember that one. That was actually one that I picked out too, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I still, I, I think we need to uh, make sure we uh, have set aside times for, for date night. You know, that includes getting a babysitter, which can be a hassle at times. And expensive. And expensive, uh, man. But, you know, you got to sacrifice in order to um, make sure, you know, we're happy. And unfortunately, um, when you have children, it's hard to be as spontaneous as you can when you don't have children. But since you have children, um, you have to schedule it in. What's, what's good, what, what days are good for you guys? What nights are good for you guys? Friday nights? Saturdays, Sundays, whatever's good for you, or if it's during the weekday, but actually set aside a time. And I think Cody and I need to do that more often to um, set aside a time week by weekly to actually go out and just enjoy each other. We definitely need to. Um, I do know we go out periodically with. We've gone um, out more. Yeah, and especially uh, with the organization, whenever we have like balls and. Um, you know, the uh, induction ceremonies that are usually at, like, a nice venue and things like that. That's been fun. We do that, you know, a couple of times a year. Uh, we always have the, you know, your Christmas party. Um, we get around, get out around Christmas. But that's still more outside of the Christmas party. But, Christmas. I mean, we've gone on dates this year, too. We went to we went to La Sintera. Yeah. And, and ate. And, I mean, it's almost time we go out, though, too, we are going out with other couples. Yeah, which is not bad. Yeah. I mean, it's still kind of some some time away from the kid because a lot of times, 
in a relationship after you have a kid, the rest of your life seems to revolve around that kid and you kind of forget, um, you know, how you fell in love with your spouse and the things that y'all like to do together. So we want to make sure that we don't forget those uh, crucial points because um, they're essential to a, a healthy marriage, in my opinion. So we definitely need to work on that. Um, we'll keep y'all updated on what we come up with. I know how you said uh, activities together. That's kind of like the... Um, what was that the riddle uh, the puzzle house the puzzle room what was that that we did oh we did the escape room the escape room yeah that was fun that was really fun yeah yeah but that's only good for like a group of people that's not really for couple i mean i guess you could go in there with your spouse but i think that escape room with just your spouse could be a, especially if you're competitive could be a cause for some complete arguments. I guess the skate room will really let you know whether or not you guys work as a team or if you guys work on the opposite team. <laughs> yeah, uh, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Um, you got anything else you want to say on that topic? Um, I guess uh, the important thing is I know that um, in a in a, in a non-child environment, it's easier to make that time. You just got to make that time um with children it gets difficult but at the same time uh you have to uh, it's very important to establish a good day a good time and talk conversate go somewhere where you can actually have a conversation because sometimes going to the movies it's okay to go to movies but you should go to like a dinner after and actually have a conversation because i know with having children it's kind of hard to have those adult, adult conversations um, around your children. Well, and if it's, you, you can't really uh, have conversations at the movies, you know, maybe to and from the right, movies, right. but while you're in the movie, you're supposed to be paying attention to the movie, so you can't really get that, um, I guess. One-on-one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it should be something done prior to the movies or after the movies. And this is if you haven't gone out in a while. I mean, if you go, if you make time regularly, then going to the movies and just spending time with each other. But if you haven't gone out in a while, you know, take that time to plan something that you guys can do where you guys can talk. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, very important for a healthy relationship, as I said. Um, yeah. And uh, moving on to the next topic, uh, supporting an ambitious spouse. Or how do you deal with a spouse that isn't ambitious? Yes, um, I was listening to a podcast earlier today, and it came up with this. Uh, they had this interesting topic, kind of something similar to this question, and it um, kind of made me smile because I know my husband. I'm ambitious too, but I'm more on the logical. In my, in my mind, I guess I should say, I guess you should say counseling words. In my mind, <laughs> I think that, um, I believe that I am more logical, have a logical approach to my ambitions. I have a beginning and I have an end. And I know what to do in the middle. My husband is super duper ambitious. He hears an idea, he goes for it. He may, he may not even know all the details in between. He's going to go straight in and I'll figure it out. And, and of course, with that kind of approach, you end up um, trying a, a multiple of things that you never, ever finish. 
So I believe that, you know, it's okay to be ambitious, but uh, be ambitious to the point to where you finish and you complete something. Because if you do things that you don't complete or finish, it's kind of hard for your spouse to support you. So you're saying I make it difficult for you to support me because I'm so oh, yeah, overly been, ambitious? Oh, yeah. We've gone through this a, a lot of times, Goody. You just don't support me at all. No, because you get ambitious about stuff, and I say, okay, this is what it takes. Like, you don't you don't think about um, the pros and cons. You just think about the pros. I said this before. I'm a make-it-happen kind of guy. But there's a lot of things that you haven't made happen. There's a lot of things that I have, though. My record is still pretty, pretty fair. Five and five and five. You said fifty-fifty. I think I'm a little bit higher than five. I'm probably uh seventy-five percent. So all your what they call it pyramid schemes. Or whatever, See that that was not you a, bringing up all that old. That's old. But those so. are the things that you know. You recently got into something that's kind of pyramid schemeish. Recently. Yes, ambit. That wasn't a pyramid. Everybody needs electricity. That... Yes, but what did you, but when you, how about when you got into Ambit, right? I was like, well, you've done a couple other similar things, started it, invested money in it. I mean, not that much, but you never went anywhere because if you're going to go into marketing and sales, you're going to have to get out there. You're going to have to get out on the grind, on the grind, and, and you and you got to be in Walmart. You got to approach people, hey, you know, what energy company you work for? You have to be on your grind. And my husband is not like that. You know, he calls a couple of contacts on his phone and people turn him down. Of course, friends and family, especially um, in our circle, friends and family, they're not going to be supportive. I'm sorry if I, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but a lot of friends and family, oh, well, ask questions like, oh, so what you going to make out of it? Oh, uh, they don't even take the time to look into it, right? So you can't go off with your friends and family. You got to go out there and get brand new people. You have such a uh, such a bulletproof strategy. How come you didn't help me implement any of those actions? I okay, I did. You just don't listen to me. Just like how we were setting up this whole uh, sound system, right? My husband's like, "Get back, get back." Yes, because you, know, you were crowding my no, space. No, get back, get back. I'm like, no, I'm trying to help you figure out how to do this. I got. It. Let me figure it out. Let me figure it out. Okay, I'm sitting here. We we've been sitting here waiting for like three hours. That's right? not been, we haven't been home three hours. You know you you're I, exaggerating. Yeah, it's almost eight o'clock. You're so exaggerating. Yes. You're so exaggerating. Finally, he lets me touch it, and guess what? We own this thing. And it's because of you. Yes, it's because everything of me. was hooked up. Beside, we're not even using what you helped fix. Yes, we are. No, we're not. We're you, using this cord. You thought you were no, we're not. This isn't. This is. We're not using this at all. I told you that's probably garbage. That's not garbage. It's garbage because you but, couldn't figure it out. But you didn't even think that you were going to be able to use the headphones. I knew I could use the headphones. No, you said you're not going to be able to use headphones. Not whatever, with the music. Whatever you used to plug the headphones in, you were going to use through that. Okay, Jasmine. I give up. Can I get a... Hey, can I get a thank you, babe? Appreciate it. Thanks. I would have had it done anyway, but you, you cried in my space. You just... You were so overbearing at times, Jasmine. You just won't. You just won't let me. Just like when he bought. Uh, I mean, I know we're getting off topic, but just like when he bought this deep fryer, right? What deep fryer? Remember at our when we stayed in North Houston. 
The deep fryer? Was it a deep fryer? You bought whatever that was used for the crawfish. It's like you hook up with the propane tank. What about it? So you were out there trying to figure out how to light it for like a long time. And I said, like, let me look at it. Get back, get back. And I said, no, I'm a mechanical person. I, I, I can let me look at it. No, no, I got it, I got it. So I sat there and looked at him, fooled with it for an hour. So then when he went in the house to get some tools, I just took one little look at it and said, oh, he needs batteries. And he came out and he's like, no, it doesn't need batteries. And I said, yes, it does need batteries. So I turned it over and guess what? There was a battery symbol. And yes, he opened it, needs a AAA batteries. We put AAA batteries in there, voila, it worked. So, uh, my husband do, does not like to get help from me. You want to expound on that, Cody? A lot of times I already have things figured out. He you, thinks he has things figured out. No, I do. And you just go behind me and undo the progress that I've made. And that's what makes it look like you are the one saving the day. That's what you do. But back to the ambition. Um, I do think that it's important for any individual, you need to have a purpose in life. You can't just be living life day to day and not know why you're here for. God put you on this earth for a reason. Or if you don't believe in God, who, whatever, you're here for a reason. You didn't just pop out of thin air and you're just living and breathing for no reason. You're here for a reason. And that you should try to figure out what your purpose is. And anybody out there who don't know what their purpose is, I highly recommend that you take time and, uh, and meditate, think. There's a lot of books out there to help you kind of figure out. And sometimes you're not going to know. You have to try different things. But uh, you need to figure out what your purpose is because you're not going to be able to feel, live a, a truly fulfilled, happy life not being in your purpose. And uh, I think it's very important for anyone to be ambition. But your ambitions do have to make sense. And especially in a marriage, uh, when you're single, you can be very ambitious. You can take a lot of risks, but in a marriage, you really can't. There's, you know, there's boundaries. Um, and uh, the podcast that I was listening to, this guy pointed out that, you know, if your spouse is overly ambitious, hey, they start a website. They say they want that a website that has to be, that have a monthly um, subscription or bill to or whatever. Well, hey, if they don't use that website in a year then hey, then we're going to have to stop that that monthly subscription and you're going to figure out something else. So I do think that that's important too, especially when it you have to invest a dollar or more into something that you should have those boundaries and those goals and those goals are not being met, that we need some revision, right? Yeah, I, I think this whole topic was was chosen just to bash on Cody. That's what I think. No. You planned this from the very beginning. No, I did not. Plan when you this said from the very you said beginning. when you heard the podcast, you laughed. You never said why you laughed. Why did you laugh? No, I laughed because it just reminds me of us. The setup. Well, what you think? What you think is the, it would be an issue if you have one spouse that was highly ambitious and the other one not? Do you think that's an issue or not really? I think that can be an issue because it can be frustrating because. Uh, your the spouse is not matching your energy. I mean, because you know I've always had more than one hustle. Whether or not it was trying to do those uh, pyramid schemes or 
you know, just randomly selling stuff. Like, I, you know, I wholesale stuff on eBay and stuff like that. You know, just randomly, you know, picking things to actually get my hand into. And they all, they all don't cost me a lot of money. I mean, even the little quote-unquote pyramid schemes, um, they didn't cost me a lot of money. Not at all. And even whenever I was doing the travel agency thing, we actually reaped a lot of benefits from that for traveling. Uh, because Are you traveling anywhere? Yes, we did. I booked it. I booked travel for us. I took you to. You didn't. I didn't. Okay, t- okay, okay. Oh. I mean, I See, okay. that's what I told you. You set me up for this podcast. <laughs> I'm telling you. Ah, but uh, like I was saying, it'd probably be frustrating for the ambitious person because the uh, spouse wouldn't understand them whenever they're, you know, um, whenever they're letting you know their focus, their ambition, and uh, their desires, and you just don't understand because you're so content at what you're doing and you're not really excited about life. It's kind of it's kind of draining. It's um some draining energy. Uh you need to have somebody match your level of enthusiasm in order for it to be a a fruitful relationship. Um yeah, I I don't think I could be in a relationship that was that was like that. I don't see it flourishing because I I aspire to do a lot of things, whether it's, you know, side hustles or you know, things in the community, uh, my ultimate goals may seem a bit far-fetched to uh, certain people, but it's something that I'm always going to be working towards, and that just has to be understood. And that, what I'm talking about in that, in that uh, aspect, it costs not one copper penny. You know, that's just time, sweat equity that you put in, or that I try to put in and put energy into um, the youth and stuff like that. That's something I'm extremely ambitious about. And I think if I was with somebody that didn't actually genuinely understand uh, that fire in me, it it could uh, it could end up pretty bad. It could end up bad in my opinion. Yeah, and I think that it's very important for you to support each other because if you don't support your spouse, especially if they're very ambitious and have passion, that, that can open the door for them to want to share that with someone that, that will actually take the time and listen and encourage. Um, because at the end of the day, you never know what may come out of a, what you may think is a crazy idea. And as long as it's not interfering highly with the marriage or with the, the dynamic of your children, um, I think you should be very supportive. But I know that we should, as uh, spouses, we shouldn't expect our uh significant other to 100% understand our ambitions because they are ours and we should support them but it's okay if your spouse doesn't understand your dreams 100% do you agree it's okay if they don't understand them 100% 100%. because you may have an ambition I may not get it right it's not meant for me to get because it's not my ambition but just because I don't get it doesn't mean I can't support you. I understand that. I get that. Yeah, as long as you support. Because uh, understanding, you would actually have to have similar ambitions in order to actually completely understand. So, yeah, I, I can see that. I can yeah, see and, that. And, and I guess one of our friends had put a Facebook post out saying that this is um, whoever he's with has to understand that whatever ambition and passion he's trying to pursue right now is not a hobby. 
and we really have to respect that that our that it may it may seem like a hobby, but it could actually uh, go into something bigger, and we shouldn't treat it like oh, it's just a hobby of theirs, it's just something that they do. We should really support it, and because that hobby, quote-unquote, can turn into a very multi-billion uh, dollar business. Was that, a, uh, was that a shameless plug for chosen musicians? No, I didn't call out any names. Chosenmusicians.com. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Even though um, what JR called, called Adrian his crazy uncle, he but is we crazy. support... Our family and his family, so yes. So if you get a chance, check out Chosen Musicians. Does he have a website? Chosenmusicians.com. Yep. Yeah, that, that's the type of energy that I like, though, man. Uh, passion and dedication towards something. Uh, you just have to find somebody that actually understands that and respects it. Because, you know, it could be times to where you're pouring life into your passion and your spouse may feel like you're not pouring life into the relationship, which that could be an issue as well. You have to find time to um, balance uh, your passion and your relationships and all your responsibilities. There has to be a, an even balance. And, and there's just more to life than just coming home, cooking and cleaning and yard work. You know, there's more to life than that. Or just going to your nine to five. There's more to life. And if that's what you're... That's how you live in, then just know there's more to life, and I hope you find it. Yeah, and it's, it's difficult, though, because we live in a society where that becomes the norm. And, I mean, you put so much in a box, you can't really, well, I'm not going to say you can't, but you trying to find time to uh, channel your passions and still deal with your day-to-day -day responsibilities can be a little bit hectic. And so one suffers out of the two. And most of the time is your passion, things that you really love doing because, I mean, you need to have your regular, you know, day job or whatever so you can support yourself and your family or anything or any, anybody that you might be supporting. So that's a necessity. And so your passion sometimes becomes, you know, optional. And a lot of times people actually lose that drive and eventually, you know, don't even um, engage in their, their passion anymore. And that's uh, that's kind of sad. Yeah, and I think uh, midlife crisis stem from people not really having the passion, using their jobs as uh, defining themselves by their jobs or defining themselves by their family. Then once you get a certain age, you kind of get to the point to where, who am I? You don't really know who you are. And if you're not in your passion, there's no way, po there's no way possible that you can truly understand who you are if you're not driven by passion or, or purpose, I should say. Do you when would you say that you actually realized what your person what your purpose was? I think that uh, for me, um, my purposes have evolved over time. Um, I took my personal life experiences and trying to understand why certain things happened to me, and my one of my passions stemmed from uh, one of my life experiences. And another um, passion of mine actually stemmed from my godmom because she was heavily into the community and, I, and she, she inspired me and I inspired to be like her. And I think that it's very important to be heavily involved in your community, know what's going on. So at some point you can be in a position to change those things.
So, I and guess when was um, the last time that you uh, developed a new passion? I guess. Well, I guess recently I started um, volunteering in the children's ministry, the small children's ministry, because I normally, before um, I came to Katie and I started attending this new church um, when I was on the north side of Houston. Um, when I was at Champions Community Church. Shout out to Champions Community Church. If you're on the north side of Houston, uh, I suggest you to visit because that's, I highly recommend it. But um, I was mostly working with young teenagers and, well, young teenagers to young adults. And my passion there was just to kind of um, give girls that are in a very uh, unfortunate situation hope, encouragement, and just to do something for um, girls that have been displaced. And also, um, even those who come from a two-parent household or a good um, one-parent household, just to be able to teach them how to be women, how to present themselves. And because it's something that a lot of women don't really receive. Um, but um, since I had JR, um, my passion has gone more so towards little children. Um, I did a lot of research. If you know me, I'm, I'm a bookworm. I did a lot of research, and it's very important these years. I think the first five to seven years of a child's life is very important. Their brain development and how they learn is so amazing. So I kind of want to be a part of that, helping and, and teaching kids on that level. Hmm. That's interesting because I I never would have uh, seen you actually be where you are right now, um, especially um, as far as teaching your own class in the children's ministry now. Was, wasn't the Sunday your first first uh, official time as a Yeah, and just having that patience. And I just believe that God kind of um, driven me to that, you know, um, I just had it in my heart to volunteer. I didn't know if I was gonna like it or not. I just had it in my heart to, you know, take, you know, take a chance, and I did. I enjoyed it, and then um, I got offered to be lead teacher, and um, I also discussed some options in the future to actually um, do event coordinating for the children's ministry later down the road if I'm ready to go that route. So it's just amazing how God works because I started the events committee in my neighborhood. So it's just amazing how God worked that situation out. I'm doing the events committee in uh, my neighborhood, and I already have gained a lot of community partnerships, and I know a lot of people. So stepping into that role would not be too difficult. So it's just amazing how God worked that out because I wasn't even expecting for that opportunity to even present itself. Right, right. That's interesting. Yeah. And you know I'm a sucker for kitty things and events and I'm just a sucker for that. Yeah. You definitely are. You most definitely are. Yeah, I just find joy in seeing people happy. If that makes sense. Because a lot of things that we've done for the community, I really, um, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. But at the end of the day, it's just a joy seeing other people happy. Right, as it yeah. should be. 
as it should be. I feel the same exact way. Um, I find passion in, you know, my extracurricular activities as well. And the, the joy in that for me is just the fact that, you know, let's say out of 100, 100 other boys, uh, you might reach, you know, one. Even, you know, just this past weekend, uh, one of my guys that I was mentoring, let's see, what is this? Probably about 2008, 2009. Just the 19 years, years. Yeah. Um, yeah, he uh, came back through here. He just got out of the Marines. And I remember having conversations with him about, you know, what to do after after high school and everything. And I don't even know why he was considered uh, at risk. Maybe because he, I think he stayed with like his grandparents or something like that. So it might have been some something. Probably just non-traditional Yeah, it was a non Right, right, right. But he was always a smart kid and he was quiet, you know, and uh, he used to always, you know, he'll come up to me and we'll have uh, various conversations. Mostly it was about rap and then he found out that I rapped and so he listened to my, I had my MySpace page then and he listened to it and he really, really liked the music. So we just, we clicked up off of that and I've been in constant contact with him ever since. And Yeah, it was great to just see him this past uh, Saturday when he came through with he and his wife and that big old dog. And just to see him ex-Marine, right? Ex-Marine. Ex-Marine, yeah. just being um, mature. And um, it's just amazing because I remember last time I saw him, I was pregnant with JR. That was about, about five years ago. And he just he was just a kid, you know, ears green. Is that the right saying? I think as some people say. <laughs> but green behind the ears or wet behind the ears, maybe. Yeah. Um, but just to see him now that that military experience and just how it has matured him. It's just a beautiful thing to see. And for him to still remember Cody and on his way through, he wanted to stop by and he was able to see JR and, you know, just, it's like everything comes full circle. Yeah, man, that's the type of stuff, you know, that I really, really love. And you can't, you can't put a price on stuff like that, knowing that you actually had an imprint on somebody's life and they really, you know, they attribute some of the um, some of the success to just having a relationship with you. That's one of the most humble things, one of the most humblest things I think I could ever experience. And like I said, those things I live for moments like that. And, sure. I, and I think that kind of ties into our next topic. Yeah, it actually um, does. Um, how your how your relationship can influence other people. Um, I think that you should use your relationship and and understand that it's. Is, is bigger than just you and another individual. You also are dynamic. You can you can help people. You can inspire people. And I think that it's very important to understand the difference between being inspired by someone or being jealous or envy and wanting what they have because not everyone is going to have the same things. You know, just because you see a friend or a family member that you know buy a new house Oh, that's lovely to see that, and it's easy for you to see yourself in that since you feel like you can relate more to them, but maybe it's not your time or season. It doesn't mean that you need to go out the next day or the next month and find you a house, you know. You should be able to be happy for them and knowing that it's their season and that your season will come, but you can be inspired, but don't make decisions based off of what other people are doing in their season. And I think timing is very important. Well, that and I'm a firm believer in not showing your relationship to be so one-sided. Like a lot of people try to act like their relationship is just like perfect. 
And when you do that, you just you put off the wrong image. People, people are then praying for your downfall. You know what I'm saying? Like that breeds jealousy as well because people will think, oh, you got it so good. What if, oh. what if you don't perceive that and people just, what if you don't put that out there but people still perceive that as your, your relationship is perfect? I mean, that happens. That happens as well. Um, just, I just want people to be mindful of the images that they put out. Just like um, if I talk to anybody and I reference, you know, our marriage and stuff like that, I never, I try my best not to ever keep it like one-sided to make it seem like everything's all good or make it seem like everything's all bad. You know, it's a, it's, it's a bit of both, you know, and you have to actually understand that your relationship is not perfect, so stop portraying it to be. And if, if people see it that way and you know you're not presenting it that way, then that's, you know, that's their problem, you know. Yeah, but I think hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, I think it's very um, important on pers perspective, how you view things, because I think sometimes people look at other people's relationships and they can say, whoa, her husband does this for her, her husband does that. Oh, what, what, what are you going to do? And it's like, um, that's the comparison trap, and I believe that it's okay to take different elements. Okay, I would like my husband to be more um, thoughtful of me. You know, when I come home and I'm tired, I would like for him to be more thoughtful of me, for me. And, and what does that mean for you? Not necessarily looking at someone else's life and saying, well, her husband cooks for her. You know, you need to cook for me. No, what is it that you actually... We want what elements you can take elements out of someone else's situation and try to apply it to your life, but I think that we need to stop doing the comparison because um, if you're not the, if you're not a fly on the wall, you have no understanding of the actual relationship, right? Right. So there's a lot of different dynamics that take place and situations and circumstances that take place, and you don't. You know, someone, people see my husband cook for me. Oh, he's, he, he's such a great husband. He cooks for her. But at the, at the end of the day, my husband loves to cook. He loves to cook. It's not like he hates cooking, but he's just doing it because I want him to do it. Well, there's a lot of things that I hate doing that I do because you just want me to do it. Yeah, there are. But do you do those things often like you cook? Like washing uh, the dishes? <laughs> I'm not a dishes kind of guy, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I cook. You can do the dishes. You know what I'm saying? But see, that's what people don't understand. They may see you cook for me. Oh, Cody cooks for Jasmine. How lovely. But guess who's doing the dishes? I mean... 95% so, of the time. Well, I cook 97% of the time. But guess who's cleaning the entire house 95% of the time? That's, that's, that's too high. That's way too high. I say... Like, 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 I'm talking about... I'm not saying, like... Yeah, she helped me pick up and stuff, but I'm like the actual, what I consider cleaning. Me and your cleaning is a different Yeah, because, I mean, ain't no, need to, ain't no need to be on your hands and knees with a toothbrush getting into the grout every week. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, but, you don't even give it a chance I'm, to get I'm a, I'm a clean freak. You know, when I'm cleaning, I'm cleaning windowsills. I'm, I'm scrubbing floors. I'm, you know, getting dust out. I'm polishing, like, and I'm um, washing um, the... What you call it? The floorboards. Um, I'm washing down the doors. So that's my definition of cleaning. Not just throwing something in the closet or underneath the couch or I don't underneath throw, the bed. I, I don't throw anything. But I'm just saying, it's not, for me, cleaning is not about just picking up 
you know, I like to make well, I mean, while you're organized. doing all, while you're doing all that tedious stuff, I typically go in there and like do laundry and then fold the laundry and stuff like that. But then someone can come in and see me do all that and like, oh, Cody doesn't help her. But then they don't know all the stuff that you do. You cook, you meal prep, you know, you do a you do a lot of things that I can just sit back and not have to even think about. You know, so you can't. So my whole point is that you can't look at someone's relationship and and be envious or jealous of it because you don't understand the dynamic between the two people, right? Or or judge it. You know, you can't come in and say, oh, well, she's pleading. Cody's not helping her. She doesn't give me help. But no, Cody does a whole, a whole list of other things that I don't even have to touch. So you can't, you know, compare. But I think that it's best to take elements. You know, if you like the fact that, you know, my husband runs bathwater for me when I come home, you know, take elements of that. You know, I would kind of just like my significant other to just be more mindful of my needs. Yeah, and uh, just to uh, highlight the other side of that coin, also um, how your relationship can influence others. We have a kid. How he sees me treat you is first and foremost how he treats you. And hopefully... Uh, It'll be how he treats other, which it is, you know, so far, how he treats other women and how respectful, you know, he is. He's never seen me disrespect you. I don't disrespect you. He sees me hold you up, you know, open doors for you, you know, all of that. And so he sees that. And so he tries to emulate that. So that's that's something that we also have to be mindful of, even whenever we like get in arguments and stuff, too. Like he gets mad at me no matter if I'm right or wrong, which I don't like, but. I'd rather him choose your side than mine, just because. He's always gonna choose my side. I'm sorry. Huh? He's always gonna. He's I always, mean, he's that that boy. That boy is gonna rock for me. So anybody out there, don't mess with mommy, because Jr. going at four years old. That that little boy, he gonna he gonna stick up for mama. Yeah, he, he he's a, a huge mama's boy. Like seriously. Huge, like super super bad. But, but going into that, I think um, I don't know. If this is the hard truth that people don't want to hear it, but I. But I speak truth. Um, when you have children, especially if you're in a household where um, the person that you're with may not be that that child's biological father, I mean this may be a very sensitive subject. But um, but whether that person's a biological father or that person is a biological father, you know when you decide, I just I just just to back up a little bit. I think sometimes when we have kids, we don't really think about um, the father. How do we want um, our how we want our children to be raised? Um, what kind of example? What kind of leadership do we want our child to be raised under? You know, a lot of a lot of people nowadays are having child out of wedlock or having children um, without actually planning children. So then you really don't get a chance to choose who your children are really going to be under. They kind of. It just happened, and hey, we're going to stick together. We're going to work this out. But it's very important to um, know that whatever's going on in the household, I don't care what you say. You can say if 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 if, if that guy or your husband or your significant other, whatever, um, if that guy is talking to you crazy, you can tell your child all day. Especially a man, don't talk to you. Shouldn't talk to me like that. Don't do what you see your daddy do. Guess what? He's going to end up doing what he sees 
his daddy does. Um, if that, if your, if your um, significant other don't help you out around the house, he's gonna mimic that. If your significant other is too busy playing video games all day, your child's gonna mimic that. And if you don't want your child to be that way, you know who your child, who your children become, is a, is a product of parenting. And a lot of parents don't want to take that responsibility because this is a hard truth. You know, um, who my child is is going to be um, based off me. Uh, just the other day, JR, JR said to me, Mommy, I want to be just like you. And I was like, what about me do you want to be like? And he said, everything like you, Mommy. Mom was, well, you just sucking up. That's all I'm I mean. saying. And I was like, what is it? And he was like, he was like, you know, church, and he was naming different things. And it's like he is looking at me. You know, what I'm doing, I'm not necessarily doing it to influence him. I'm following my own passions, but I'm glad that those passions are wearing off on him. I love church. Now he loves church. He's asking to go to church before going to actual school. Or when I buy him something to learn, oh, mommy got this. He's interested. And, um... And even the things that he's seeing, Cody, like my husband bought me, he saw my husband bought, bought me flowers. Every every time he goes by a flower, he has to pick it up and give it to mommy. And he even tells dad, when I'm not even here, what was I doing? I was at work. He had pink eye. Oh, oh yeah, he had the pink eye, so Cody stayed home with him. And he was like, oh, well, when mommy gets out, we need to get her some flowers. You know? And I told him to sit his little contagious butt down somewhere, worrying about some doggone flowers. But, but that's him, though. That's just him. Right. But he got that from Daddy. And, you know, how Daddy treats me, what he see Daddy does, you know, if we, if we, um, we do everything as a family. So, JR is used to that. You know, we put him to sleep. Oh, let's all come together as a family. Like, he's learning from what we do and who we are. And it's scary at the same time, but we have that responsibility whether we like it or not. And if I could choose who my son is going to be um, under, I want him to be under someone like my husband who's ambitious and motivated, who cares for his wife. Um, I was crying the other day, last week, because I heard some news about my uh, great aunt. It was some bad news about my great aunt, and I just started crying. And Jr. was in there. He was like, why are you crying, Mommy? And I was like, I just heard some bad news, baby. And I was thinking about all the memories of her and everything. And, you know, just a very sad moment because I wasn't really expecting that news. And he was like, let me rub your stomach, Mommy, to make you feel better. Well, Cody rubs my stomach when I'm on my cycle. He rubs my stomach, so he got that from Cody. And I was like, no, baby, I'm okay. He said, well, can I rub your back? My husband rubs my back. So he was trying to do all the things he's seen Cody do to comfort me. And when those things wouldn't work, he said, I'm going to get daddy. Daddy's going to make you feel better. And he went and got daddy. And they both, Cody held me and then JR laid on Cody and, and JR held my hand. And he was like, it's going to be all right, mommy. But he did all that based off what he's seen Cody doing, have, what Cody has done in the past. Yeah, he's not half bad. He's not half bad. Mm-hmm kind of enjoying seeing him grow up it's um rewarding at times frustrating the majority of the times but um things like that kind of make you feel like you're at least making steps in the right direction yeah but it's just it just 
something to think about because it's not like it's something that you actually taught him, hey, JR, this is what you should do. He's just getting that based off of his observation. So people are observing you. And I think that, you know, if anyone gets anything from our relationship, I would want them to get respect, um, love, and honor. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I would want to influence people with with my marriage. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have anything else to say? I think little man is in the room crying. Yeah, because, yeah. Yeah, he's upset. Daddy's hurt hurt his feelings. He's going to tell me that, too, and I... It is he what hurt, it is. He hurt my feelings, Daddy. I know. I don't be trying to hear that. But um, if you don't have anything else to say or any other topics to discuss, I think. But my, my name is Cody Lincoln Jr. And it's a wrap. All right, people. It's a wrap. You heard the little man. It's a wrap. Well, well, I guess we'll talk to you guys next week. Absolutely. All right. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling,